0: Hello, thanks for joining me for the Tropical Winter podcast. This episode actually came about when a friend of mine, Michelle, casually mentioned that I should chat to her sister in law who's been learning to surf. I was surprised to find out that her sister in law is also the Australian ambassador to Peru. We swapped details and before long we're able to arrange a meeting. In this episode, Diana shares about her incredible work and life in Peru, about her surfing journey and the connection it's built between her and her son and the diplomatic doors it's opened for her in Peru. i found her love of surfing, her curiosity and her excitement so inspiring and I'm sure you will too. You might also notice that we have new intro music. My talented friend Em created and performed this dreamy little number just for us. We had a great time working out how to record it and the result is just beautiful. You can find Em at Empower Whole Foods in Aladulla. So if you're ever in town, pop in for a coffee and say hi. I'll also link you to her Instagram in the show notes. So let's get into it. I hope you enjoy the listen. me okay with my AirPods? Yeah, yeah, I've got you and I think I've got sound coming through from mine as well so that's great. So hey, it seems that's, like I've caught you on a really good day. You
1: caught me on such a great surf day. It was like, oh my god, that was the best wave I ever caught
0: today and I'm doing a surf podcast tonight. How fantastic so <laughs> awesome. I, I got so excited when I saw that message saying that you got like the best wave you've ever got because I just remember that feeling so, like that that feeling when you go, oh yeah, like that's another step up from what I've been doing, and it just feels so awesome, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it was really great because you said that you did a search, a, a Google search of La Isla.
0: Yeah, I did. Um, so I was surprised yeah. actually because I knew, um, I know Bolivia is very desert, but I was surprised at how few trees. Like it's quite deserty, isn't it where you are?
1: Yeah, Lee, look, all the the entire coast of Peru is desert, basically. Um, the whole coast is desert. And Peru, uh, Lima, the capital city, it's a massive city. It's more than 10 million people. Yeah. But it essentially was built in the desert.
2: Yeah, that's um, incredible.
1: And the coastline of Peru is, is actually really quite beautiful because it's just all desert and then yeah. it just meets the sea. And a lot of the uh, places that you go and surf are very remote. Yeah, um, and you know, there's not not a lot of development, and so you just yeah. have these really beautiful desert coastlines. And yeah, it's really concerned. kind of
0: stark and cool. Hey, yeah, you'll have to come over. Yeah, well, actually, I've got a few friends who've been and just loved it. So I'd love to come over, but I know um, it's a bit crazy at the moment, and we'll talk about that about what it's been like for you in Peru with COVID. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. So where you are is down the coast from where you're based and you're on a little yeah, trip so, this weekend, is that right?
1: Yeah, so I live in Lima mm-hmm. and um, I'm the Australian ambassador in Lima. Yeah. So I run, I run the Australian Embassy, which is a quite you know, a reasonably small embassy, and we look after uh, Peru and Bolivia. And um, I have this little house that I rent about 45 minutes south of Lima Yep. Um, it actually belongs to some Peruvian friends of mine who are diplomats who I met more than 10 years ago when I was in Chile, yep. and they've gone overseas on another posting, and so uh, I said to them, oh, well, do you want to rent the house? It's like a little beach house, basically, a little yeah, getaway from Lima. So so I actually rented it um, before the pandemic, Um. You know, I kind of rent it for the year from them and then um, it's been a lifeline during COVID because I've had somewhere really nice because you can't really travel but you can get away, you know, 45 minutes out of Lima's fine. So it's been somewhere to, you know, really come away and and chill out and um, because we're all working remotely, I can also work from down here if I need
0: to. Oh, that's awesome. I did. um... And it's also... Sorry, I did do Sorry. a Google search of you and your career, which is pretty impressive, I've got to say. Like some of the postings you've had sound pretty amazing. And I guess, um, yeah, I guess that's why I've been put in touch with you, with Mich- Michelle, your sister-in-law. And I have, have a very humble story of making friends at the bus stop in Bawley Point. <laughs> and um, when she heard about the podcast, she was like, oh, you should talk to my sister-in-law. She's the uh, ambassador to Peru. And I was like... Yes, I, I should talk to her. <laughs> and then she mentioned that you've got a bit of a surfing addiction going on, which totally suits what I'm talking about with this podcast. So super exciting. But your career has been pretty amazing so far and obviously continues to be over there in Peru. Um, do you want to just sh- share a little bit about your work and what you're doing over there? I guess uh, I guess a lot of sure. people probably don't really know what an ambassador does. I'm thinking, yeah. I'm thinking like
1: all No, the people time. don't. I get asked all the time, you know, what do you actually do. And it's it's kind of hard to explain, actually. Yeah. But, so ba- basically, um, it, I mean, you know, I'm just a normal person like anyone else, but people sometimes think, oh, you know, it's the ambassador. But really, at the end of the day, you know, you know I was I wondering, do, do I call else, you but,
0: like Madam Ambassador? Oh, yeah. or- <laughs>
1: Well, actually, um, you get called Your Excellency is the kind of official, or in Spanish, it's Su Excelencia. Um, wow. But we don't, we don't, um, we don't do that here at the Australian Embassy. We're much more kind of laid back. Um, yeah, that sounds bad. But, right. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I've had a, basically, I've had a career in the um, Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade. So, mm-hmm. and I've had some. Different postings overseas. I started out in Kenya. And then um, the second posting was in Chile. And so that's where I learned Spanish. And then um, that's also where my son was born, Faris. And then the third posting we had was over in India. And then this posting is my first posting as ambassador. And so I've come back to Latin America again. Um, And yeah. So basically what we, I mean, how would you describe it in a nutshell? We kind of, well, we represent Australia in Peru. So mm-hmm. we, you know, go in and talk to the government about issues that are interest between the two countries. So, so I think our know, the might-
0: research, there's a bit of like mining and business and stuff, that sort of stuff crosses over a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Mm.
1: So, Peru is a really big mining country. It's got the second largest. Um, it's the second largest copper producer in the world, and copper is a metal that's becoming increasingly important in um, in a kind of energy transition. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: Because batteries it's
1: it's it's a vital ingredient, exactly, mm. in batteries and also in in devices, your smartphones and everything. So it's 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 vital for the technological revolution. And so um, there's lots of Australian companies here doing mining, which is great. Um, And then so, yeah, yeah, we kind of look after commercial, Australia's commercial interests here. And then we we played a really big role last year because when the pandemic broke, um, Peru shut its borders on like 24 hours notice. And so there was about probably a thousand Australians that were oh, on holidays or, or traveling yeah, in yeah. the region that were stranded literally in every corner of Peru and Bolivia in the most remote areas imaginable. Oh my
0: goodness. And yeah.
1: um no one no one was allowed to travel. We weren't even I mean, no, people were literally confined to their hotel rooms. And um yeah. so it was and, a and it was a really
0: yeah, I guess yeah. my experience of an embassy would be from just travelling and thinking, okay, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, obviously I know they're doing foreign affairs and trade kind of work there all the time, but that's my perspective would be, oh, yeah, if you lose your passport, you go to the embassy. So I can yeah, imagine definitely. that the phone lines were just running hot and people freaking out and working out yeah, how to it get was, home. It was, uh,
1: it was a huge challenge and we we ended up putting on five flights. So Oh, great, um, yeah. We kind of became semi-professional travel agents travel in a way. We were, we were literally chartering planes and working with companies to charter yeah. planes. And, and I guess um, a
0: lot of those um, travellers aren't necessarily Spanish-speaking, you know, there's a language barrier there, which can he, make it difficult in those circumstances. Well,
1: People were understandably really stressed out because they were mm. in a foreign country. They didn't speak Spanish. Um, no one really knew what was happening. The pandemic, you know, it was scary because yeah. all well, countries were you just. You really don't want to get
0: sick overseas, yeah. Uh,
1: and a lot of people were, you know, up in Cusco and places like that at high altitude as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know where it's not really a good idea to be there for a long time. So. Mm. Yeah, people were stressed and, you know, we had one group that was stuck in Iquitos, which is a, um, a city in the middle of the Amazon in Peru, which that um, it's got no, no, there's no road co- connectivity. You can only get in ah. and out by plane or, or boat on the river. Yeah.
0: Right. So we
1: had like a group of 20 and, you know, I was thinking, well, how on earth are we going to get these people out of Iquitos? Yeah. And so it was, um, yeah, so that we do a lot of that. I mean, that that's our kind of interface with the public.
0: Yeah, um, I was gonna say the like against that. Brings work we in, do. Yeah, really down to that kind of personal level of dealing with individuals that are in Peru. So that's an interesting aspect of the work. Hey.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's fantastic. Um, like it's a great job. Yeah. And um it's a it's an absolute privilege to be able to represent your country overseas Absolutely, and um yeah. And it's also super interesting because you get to live in all sorts of different countries and learn yep. about a lot of different cultures. And here the Peruvian culture, we'll, we'll probably get to it, but it's it's got a lot in common with Australian culture and one of the aspects that we ha- share is that we both have big surf cultures.
0: Yeah. Yes, because I guess the people that I'm thinking of that I know that have travelled to Peru have travelled to surf. So um, some of the spots that you sent me um, when we were chatting over Messenger, um, those spots were spots that I'd seen kind of before sent to me from people who've traveled to Peru and they're just going crazy over those surf breaks. So it's really exciting to be able to talk to you and I guess get a bit of a feel for what it's been like to, um, I mean, your work obviously is super interesting, but I guess the focus of this podcast is really about surfing.
1: Exactly, um, which is much more interesting than my work be honest
0: oh <laughs> I don't know but for me it is at the moment I guess I'm really excited to talk to you about how um how you've gotten into surfing because I am I right would I be right in saying it's a relatively new thing for you
1: yeah totally so as as you know Eve because um my brother's a surfing um my yes. younger brother David and because David and I had in a in good south. surf
0: yeah the other day we were out in the water together he was very surprised yeah. that I'm interviewing you. Actually, You didn't know about it. <laughs> oh, really? <That's laughs> he so said, funny. "Oh, yeah, she'll be great. She'll be great." I don't know if there's many surfing ambassadors, and I thought you're probably right. I don't know if there's many, and I don't know if there's many female surfing ambassadors. So you might be a rarity. No, I, I
1: could be actually. <laughs> it's been a it's been a very good thing to like raise the profile of Australia. Actually, because there's a lot of curiosity about it, and I've actually done quite a lot of media here
0: yeah, about great. the fact that
1: I surf. Awesome. But um yeah, yeah, but anyway, um sorry now I've lost now I've lost. Oh just how you got
0: how you started, I suppose, is my
1: oh yeah. So yeah. like my brother David, he is surf, he's surfed for years and years. He's always yeah. been a surfing. And um now you know they've moved the family's moved down to the south coast. My parents retired and now my brother's moved down there. And 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 um I've got a house down there in Coyola that I bought oh. about 10, 10 years ago um we are gonna be safe
0: buddies when you come back <laughs> we are I'm
1: so, well, this is one of the things i'm super excited about to have a a, a group of chickas as we say in, in spanish a, a group of uh girls to go yeah. surfing with that would yeah. be fantastic
0: oh it's, it's my um, passion
1: <laughs> yeah it's become mine as well so i when i got here to peru i thought okay what do i want to do um you know, it's a new country. I came here like a month before my family because I had to finish off some language training. Yeah. So I was in Lima for a month by myself, and I thought, oh, maybe you know. I noticed because Lima is a big city on the coast, um, and you could see all these people walking around in the sea in the streets with surfboards in their yep. wetsuits with bare feet, obviously <laughs> going down the hill for a surf. Right. Yeah. In the middle of a, like a massive city. And I thought, oh, that looks pretty cool. Maybe I should think about learning surfing, like just for something new, you know, to enjoy a new country. And I had done a couple of surf classes years ago. I I took a class years ago when I was backpacking through Panama and I really loved it. And then I did a couple of classes in Australia and I also enjoyed it, but I you know, never kind of got around to doing anything more. And so I thought, oh, well, maybe I'll... Learn so, so i asked someone at the embassy do you guys know if i wanted to take some surf classes and they said oh we're supporting this great project um this surf school with the embassy supporting them they they take um kids from underprivileged areas um and they they take them out and they give them surf classes and they do mentoring and they you know they build their confidence and oh, it's wow. like a, yeah. a social project and we yeah, support yeah. them and they should be able to offer you classes. So I rang up the surf school and the, the guy that manages it, Diego Veda, who's now my like surf teacher. Yep. He he said, Yeah, sure, I'll take you out for some classes. And like the very next day, I think I'd been improved two or three days. <laughs> the very next day, he was outside my apartment, you know, with a board and a wetsuit wow. for me. And we 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 and that that's how I kind of start started the surfing journey.
0: That's awesome. And so you yeah. just like, yeah, that little trigger of inspiration and curiosity. And I guess, um, you know, these days I just feel like there's so few barriers for girls, especially. But um, is there much of a surfing culture for women in Peru at the moment? Yeah, so it's really interesting because like Sofia Milanovic is is the
1: world champion and she's a Peruvian woman, right? So they've had a lot of success internationally. They've got some really, really good. It's not just Sofia. There are other really great um, Peruvian women who have done really well competitively. Um, But it's it's really interesting because where I surf here in La Isla, um, there's quite a lot of women that um, I see surfing. And you know, I, I get chatting to them and then after yeah. you've surfed a few times, you, you kind of become a little bit friends out there and you encourage yeah. each other. And in fact, that really great wave I got today, this girl, one of these girls that I always see out there, she she was out surfing today and she actually saw me catch it and was kind of going, Bueno, oh. hola, <laughs> which is like good wave in Spanish. And so there, there there is there's actually quite a lot of women surfing here. You see, yep. always, you see always you see see a lot out when you go out like I'd say maybe maybe some days it could be like 30 30% and I surf mm. with a couple of young young girls here and an Australian friend her daughter surfs with me a lot. Yep. Um, so yeah I think there's definitely like a a women's surfing culture competitively and I think one is really developing here yeah. uh, which is fantastic. And whenever yeah. I see a little girl out there surfing, I always say something like, Ah, oh, you know, it's really great to see, Get you know, yeah. lots of girls out surfing, et cetera. Yeah. So yes. no, it is. It's it's really it's really great. Um and that's one one aspect of it that I really actually love. That yeah. um you don't really necessarily make so much connection with a lot of the guys that you see
0: yeah. out
1: surfing, but with the women you sometimes always sometimes the guys are running the their own and,
0: program, but the girls always yeah, it seemed to make an effort. Doesn't take much. Yeah, it's it's
1: interesting, isn't it? Because um, like the guys, the women, women are always much more generous. I find, like mm. you know, they'll even in Australia. I was surfing last time I was back. I went up and surfed that. Um, is it Rennie's break? Oh yeah, Ulla yeah, Dulles? in town, yeah. And you know, there was all these guys when we mm. first got out, and yeah. um. They were all catching all the waves, and you know, and then we weren't familiar with the break anyway, so we weren't really catching any. And then this bunch of women came out, and they were like, they were encouraging. They were even saying, "I know this is your wave, and you get this one." Yeah, yeah,
0: it is really. And I think the guys are learning too. Like, I think, yeah, it's just an awareness thing too. Like sometimes, because um, I know you've got a son, my son, and husband, and others are probably more aware of um you know, girls in the water and and the headspace that they might be into in as opposed to the guys. And I think just that awareness can make a big difference. So the more girls in the water, the more the guys go, oh yeah, like she actually wants a wave and she's going to go. And yeah, just that kind of change in attitude is slowly creeping in. And I, I, yeah, I get really excited when I see guys that are just super open and encouraging and Especially with the younger yeah. girls, but even with me, the older ladies, like just happy yeah, to see them out there.
1: Absolutely, and there's certainly lots of guys that do that as well, and yeah, um, yeah. you know, come up. I just think, yeah, when three, it's good, good they, the
0: guys get their game face on, and it's hard to get around that sometimes.
1: <laughs> exactly, they got the kind of tunnel vision, white line. You know, totally, totally. Yeah. yeah,
0: so where you're staying at La, La, Isla, La Isla, how do I say it?
1: La Isla, which means La Isla. the island in, mm-hmm. in Spanish, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So I looked at it on um, Google Maps and looked at some different, you know, images of that place and it's kind of looks to me like a bit of a point coming out and the city is on the point. So can you yeah, explain so a little a, bit about the setup there?
1: Yeah, so it's actually there is a little island, which is a bird sanctuary.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um which is really like quite beautiful. Um, there's heaps of birds, migrating birds, always flying around and stuff. And then it's like a little, it's not really a city, it's like a little village yep. that kind of sits there uh, on the on the coast. And there's uh, there's actually lots of different beaches and breaks, but where I am, I'm on a um, beach called Playa Norte, which is North Beach. Mm-hmm. And just off North Beach is one of the famous waves here called Pico Alto, which is high peak. Um, and that one, when the surf gets going, that breaks at about six metres plus. So obviously wow. that's not one I'm I'm planning to surf, but that's where the really um, good surfers go out. Yeah. Sofia Milanovic actually lives on the next beach over, which is called yeah, right. Señoritas. Senor- and where I surf, La Isla, it's kind of like a bay um, yeah. or a very kind of big open beach on the other yeah. side of the island. And there's a, like a little shore break in the corner which you, which is where I learnt, mm-hmm. and then um, and then La Isla, the actual wave that's known as La Isla, it back, kind of breaks out right in the middle of the bay, and it's a really yeah. really strong wave. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: the first few times you go out and fall off in it, you know, <laughs> you you know really about feel it. Like it's super strong, super strong. But the great thing about it is you can catch it from all the way out back, yeah, all the way into the beach, and it's a really really long ride. Awesome. Um, if you can and can if you, you can kind of paddle the way around
0: in. paddle around on the way back out
1: that's the other great thing about it you paddle around right yeah. so I'm a bit spoiled here in Peru because it's not a lot of beach breaks where you've yeah. got to kind of paddle like you know and down real on, heavy duck etc and... yeah so here yeah, it's there's lots of point breaks um, and you can normally, like La like Isla, you, you come off the wave and then you just kind of scoot around, paddle around. Yeah, so good for around, surfing, so. I,
0: I think, to be able to surf waves like that. Because as you're learning, you can get so trashed and exhausted by a lot of duck diving and paddling, and I think you can just get way more waves if you're not, you know, totally exhausted by just getting to the waves. Because you can kind of do that lazy paddle back out. You know, if you're feeling a bit oh, gassed out, you can kind of just think, yeah, oh, like sometimes i just drift for a bit or, yeah, it's good to totally. it's waves.
1: Mm. It's funny you say that because when I was back in Australia just after Christmas, I surfed Murramarang a few times with David and yeah. um, a couple of times it was, like, really rippy and really hard just to get moving out. moving water, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was so hard to get out the back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just remember being exhausted. I think I only got one wave. But
0: yeah.
1: um so, so yeah, me and some uh, of the girls
0: in um in the group that I surf with a lot up in Kayama, we, we we often have surfs like that where we're just gassed and going, Oh, looking at the paddle out, but we just keep telling ourselves. We're getting fitter every time, and yeah, that's what that's I good. do.
1: actually yeah. um my my teacher Diego took me out on um this weekend in Lima to a beach that was like is a beach break, which I don't normally like to go because that reason.
0: yeah, and I was
1: complaining to him saying <laughs> I hate this beach. And he's like, no, 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 it's really good for you because you're you're getting much fitter, you need to do yeah. more paddling and build up all your upper body. Because Diego and I have a goal before I leave Peru, I want to surf this wave called Eradura, mm-hmm. which is a wave in Lima, which is a really big, strong wave, and it's the wave they all surf, all yeah. the kind of good surfies. So I said to him, can we set a goal that I want to kind of try and surf that wave before I leave Lima? What's Lena? drawing you tri- to that tri- wave? Tri-
0: What's the attraction To that, is it just that it's Uh, a progression, or is there something special about that location, or what do you like? What's that reason behind? um,
1: Yeah, I think it's a progression, right? Because it's a really difficult wave. I haven't even been to even visit and have a look at it yet, because it's kind of around the point at the bottom of
2: um, the bay in
1: Lima. So. Um, but we're gonna maybe go next week. And if the surf's small, we might even go out and have a fish. Yeah, first have a tri- go. But have a test it, <laughs> it, It's it's basically supposed to be it's the wave they all surf. And if you ask any of them which is their favorite wave in Lima, they all say Eradura. So I just yeah, I guess i so there's wanna, something going on it. there.
0: You need to get out there and suss it out. What's so good yeah. about this wave?
1: <laughs> and it's a left hand break, so that's good for me because I'm a goofy. Okay. Yeah. And um, yeah, I don't know, just setting goals because I've got to learn quite a lot to be able to surf it as well because uh, I've got to learn to um, kind of I've got to go and surf some other breaks here now to learn to get onto bigger waves and do that drop
0: the drive and then kind of
1: drive down that's that's kind of the next progression and I need to be able to do that to surf Eta so that's so exciting yeah. yeah. So I guess that's that's motivating. And I
0: guess it's gonna be a good um challenge for you to kind of work on committing to those big waves because the visual aspect of taking off on a bigger wave compared to like can I'm talking like three to four foot waves, I'm not talking huge waves, but that visual aspect because you've got to kind of train your eyes to not freak your body out. Like you can see this wave is coming up oh, underneath yeah. you, and you've got to kind of just I don't know, I've been practicing well, since how I do talked you do to it? Sonia. Do you get- well, yeah. since I talked to Sonia, who was talking about big waves in the last podcast, I was so inspired just to commit yeah. a bit more. And for me, yeah. it's been I've had a, a couple of surfs lately where it's been a little bigger than I than I find easy. And um, yeah. and I do kind of just can turn to have a look and then pull off. But since talking to Sonia, I'm like, nope, two extra hard paddles, and I'm not looking down to the bottom of the wave. I'm just really looking down the line. Um, okay. Yeah, so if say if you're going left, I'd be paddle, paddle, kind of angle the board to the left and then just look where you want to go because what I'm finding doing that is that you're not looking down at this scary kind of drop. You're looking at this beautiful wall of water that you just want to get to. Yeah, that you want um, to get to. Exactly, whereas when you're looking down, you're kind of going, oh, I don't even know if I want to go down there. And so your whole brain body goes, oh, nah. But when you're looking at that wall going off like, to where you're going to travel, well, actually she gets you a bit excited, and you're like, "Here we go!" And yank, yank two big, big, big strong paddles, and you normally two you last normally get big there. paddles. Yeah, yeah.
1: that's a really good. I'm going to try that. In fact, now you say that, I think that might have been what happened accidentally on the wave today because it oh, was a tell big. Tell me wave. about this
0: wave. I want some details.
1: <laughs> so I went out with my my teacher. I've got another teacher down here in in Ponte whose name is Washington,
0: oh,
1: <laughs> and um. Yeah, he's a really cool guy, and he goes out on his on his bodyboard and then he kind of helps me locate waves, and he pushes me on because they're big, strong waves here. He normally pushes me onto them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, no shame
1: in the push. We've all have tried to like a yeah. Push. No, no, it's good. But so he he pushed me onto this wave, but um, he, so and he pushed me on a bit of an angle. Yeah. Um, but. I remember standing up straight away, which was why it was so good, because I was yeah, up, like great. immediately at the top. Yeah. And um, but I was looking along the wave because it walled up really quickly. Mm. Like it didn't look that big. It didn't look that big when I when I saw it coming and I got on it. I didn't think it was that big, but then it, it just it's walled up, up and then all bit, of a yeah. sudden, all of a sudden I was just powering down. Um this and there was this huge wall it felt like it was twice as high as me I'm sure it wasn't that big but it, were you it on your back end really, really big. yeah 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 and um yeah I was just kind of looking down the way from the very top just yeah. kind of looking down and I could see it walling up and it's exactly that I thought oh this is great look at that
0: wall yeah. I just wanted to yeah.
1: get right along that wall so and you
0: can kind of pick a line of where yeah like Right, I'm going along. I'm going yeah, go and you here. can get the yeah. angle
1: of the board right to get yeah. some velocity, I suppose. Yeah. So, oh, I'm
0: excited to um to hear about how you I'm sure your teacher's got a plan for some challenges and stuff building up to surfing that that wave. So Well, there's another be, there's another wave just south of La Isla
1: called Punta Rocas, which is where they held um there's a there's a high performance surf school. Mm-hmm. Set up there, and it's where they hosted um, the Pan American Games here a couple of years ago. And they yeah. train all their professional surfers there. And and right outside of the school is this wave called Punta Rocas, and um, that is um, the next wave that I've got to learn before I do here. You know, so it's a progression of yeah, learning absolutely for some more waves that are a bit bigger. I think yeah. the thing is the, the 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 drops a bit steeper. Yeah, on these waves, yeah, and they're a bit sucky, bigger. And you're so riding a,
0: a fairly long board, is that right?
1: Yeah, I've got an eight. Yeah, so I I ordered my like so I never well, had. You can one, get in right? nice and early,
0: even on those steeper waves. You can get in pretty. You should be able to get in pretty early on the eight footer.
1: That's why I got it. Yeah. I just thought, you know what? I just want to have fun, and totally. I want to catch a lot of waves, and, um,
0: and it's you're quite up maneuverable because.
1: Yeah, and it's got four, well, it's got four fins on it at the moment. It goes very fast. It's actually yeah. really fast. It's like a little rocket. Um, <laughs> you can get, like, it's really easy to get boards made to measure here. There's heaps of guys, that, yeah. heaps of people that do shaping. And um, so, yeah, I just kind of got it made to measure. I just told the guy what I wanted to do. And then yeah. he's a friend of my teacher Diego. So Diego spoke to him and they just yeah,
0: good feeling they in
1: made, made it. We
0: spoke. I think I spoke in another podcast about a board. Oh, probably with Sonia as well. That um, yeah, actually having that chat with someone that knows your ability or can talk to you like that can talk to what you want to do or what you're doing at the moment is so good. When you're ordering a board or even buying one off the rack, being able to have that chat, so it's awesome that your coach could chuck in his two cents as well and help out with that.
1: Yeah, and um, it's so we're so lucky here as well to be able to have. I mean, I. I virtually—I mean I go out by myself quite a lot as well obviously but you know I go out with one of my teachers like probably two or three times a week
0: yeah right
1: um because awesome. you know it's really it's really um it's not expensive here to, to have a surf teacher like a personal and one it's probably going to be
0: a key to making such quick progression so because how long have you been actually at it well, I've been here two and a half
1: years, so I suppose yeah. two and a half so years. So you're doing I great. Start, I started a bit slowly at the first. So I didn't kind yeah. of commit. I mean, I'd maybe go a week a couple of times, and then I'd yeah. even go for a month, and yeah. that doesn't and work. make really
0: slow progress.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. every time I'd go, then it'd be I'd lost all my fitness. Um, and Diego yeah. was saying, "No, you really got to commit and try and go two or three mm-hmm. times a week minimum." Yeah. But then I, I guess COVID struck. Mm. and then um also the the other thing was when my son came he started to learn Ah, to surf so my my son faris who's so how old's faris he just turned 16 so he would have been like 14 when he when he got here and he had never surfed and he i I kind of talked him into coming on a few classes and he he really got into it and then so um, faris
0: was born in peru has he lived in australia yeah, no, so he was born
1: just before we went to Chile. He oh, so Chile, yeah, Australia. he was born
0: in Chile. Yeah. Yes. he was born, born in so, Australia. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, he, actually, I said he was born in Chile, but he was actually born in Australia, but he was a little baby when we went to yeah, yeah, Chile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, um, so he was in Chile until he was four. And then um, he also came with us to India, obviously. Yeah. And then when he came here, he was like a teenager, right? Yeah. And um, so he, yeah, he he took up surfing as well and so that ended up being the little thing that we did together you know oh, that awesome. was my my thing Good that way i did to connect with him, him.
0: yeah
1: it was fantastic you know and then when covid so we'd already been surfing a bit before covid but um what we really got into it during covid because um covid has been really terrible in peru it's the worst impacted country in the world in terms of oh, the number of people that have died per per as percentage of the population. Yeah.
2: Right. And,
1: um, you know, we've been in one form of a lockdown or another since March last year.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, the schools have been closed since last year. So Ferris did a whole year of homeschooling last year. He's he's yeah. moved back home to Australia now, so he's not oh, here anymore. But, okay, yeah. Um, for that reason, yeah. the schools yeah. are still closed. But so the kids were like all basically stuck at home and so we we really and you know there was really a lot of stress on mental health and um you know I was really stressed out from from the job it was oh, very very really sure. stressful getting all the Australians out etc so um Farris and I just we we kind of surfed through the pandemic and it really yeah. got us through. And and he had a couple of mates from his school that were also surfing. Yep. And I said to the mums, look, I want to take the three boys surfing, you know? And they were like, at first they were very cautious, you know, because everyone was worried about the pandemic and of course, going yeah. out. And and I said to them, but look, it's couldn't be safer. We're out in the sea. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We're getting dumped, you know, if there's COVID. Getting in our rinsed nose, out. It's not like <laughs> gonna last in there very long. And um it's it's good for the boys to be out, oh, you know, in exercising. In it made way. such a massive difference to yeah. them. Yeah. Um and I took them here surfing La Isla and they I remember the first time they got, you know, their first big wave in La Isla. Yeah, And they were just so pumped, you know, when they yeah. got out afterwards. And
0: I just find, because um, I've got a 15-year-old son as well, I've spoken about him before, but um, I, I remember reading something a while ago about um, young boys and their need, like they will seek out some sort of challenge and sometimes that can be a negative thing and sometimes it can be a positive thing, but they've got this drive to experience a challenge um, right. Kind of like a hormonal developmental drive, you know. Um, and I guess I'm generalizing, but I've, I've found for my son, offering something where he can be challenged in a healthy way has really yeah. protected him from maybe searching out other ways to push the boundaries. Um, so that's been great for me. And, and I know, like, it doesn't have to be surfing, but. I do find that that combination of the nervous system reset, the being in nature, the challenging yourself, the full-on joy that you get when you get a great wave, plus the challenge of, you know, there's a bit of fear and you get dumped and it's just this great combination for particularly young guys, I, I find, really meeting that need for them.
1: I totally, I couldn't agree more. I think it's an amazing sport for, for young that. Yeah
0: girls as yeah, well I mean, I yeah them. yeah yeah i,
1: I surf with a, another australian girl Maisie, down here and my mm-hmm. my girlfriend's daughter as well but yeah i think it's just great for the kids and yeah. like particularly in the pandemic when they've been so cooped up at home and they haven't totally. had much social interaction um you know just being able to go for a surf a couple of times a week just makes really makes all the difference i i yeah. think do you do you surf with your son
0: yeah quite a lot um I have to say he's certainly overtaken me like well and truly. Oh, yeah. probably was the, um, <laughs> He probably was one of the strong motivators for even getting um, getting more seriously into surfing because I just really wanted to be involved. And, and to be honest, I kind of thought, well, if you can do it, then I'm sure I can do it. Like I gave birth to you. <laughs> and it's suddenly you. you're like, you know, when he was about seven years old, catching green waves and things, and I'm like, you're just a kid. I'm sure I can do this, and um, so that was part of why I got back into kind of surfing more. And definitely, yeah. um, he and my husband and my daughter have definitely kept me motivated because we. I love that experience of of the relationship that we share around it. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. It's, it's and really special. It's really special. And um, there's a few people that will listen to this podcast that will remember school surfing for Lucas's old high school was Wednesday mornings before school. And so I had to drop him down there. And I'm like, well, if I'm here, I'm going out. And so I would go, and sometimes uh, some of the other girls would come out. And so Lucas would be there with his schoolmates, you know, surfing before school. And me and maybe one or two of my other girlfriends would be sitting there as well. And he just had no shame in it. Like he would just be, calling me into waves and like we'd laugh because I'd get away and he'd go, go, Mom. Like, it's just so exciting. Oh, that's like, that's great. Yeah. For your yeah. 14 year old to not be like, oh my God, my mom. Like <laughs> I yeah. just thought that was a really nice thing for our relationship. Um yeah. But I but can now, I can relate to it. yeah, so yeah, there no. you go. Oh, I was just gonna oh, say, no. but now he's um he's looking at some really big heavy gnarly waves and I'm kind of thinking, what sort of monster have I created? <laughs> All right. Yeah. No, my son
1: hasn't got, got quite there yet. But he, I uh, relate to what you say because when we first started, I was actually better than him right at the beginning. I got up yeah. more quickly. I was getting more waves right at the beginning. I don't know. just He was a bit more nervous. Um, yeah. But he very, very quickly, completely surpassed me got much shorter board really quickly and um yeah now he's you know so much better which is totally fine with me um yeah i just love the you know the kind of experience of going out and surfing with him and also with my brother david you know because now i'm in peru and um faris is in australia he still wants to surf so now Mm. when he's down at bali on the weekends, he, you know, he goes out, he can go out surfing with his uncle, my brother. So that's that's also great too, because I can see that they're developing um like a nice relationship and yeah, you know, chatting awesome. a lot about surfing. So
0: oh, so if I see him out there, I'm gonna go paddle over and give him a big hug from you.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, please do I'll really please embarrass do. him. <laughs> yeah, he'll be really embarrassed. No, it was funny the other day because I'm missing, you know, surfing with him and his two mates.
2: Yeah.
1: Because I really loved doing that, I was like the surf mum. I'd take them out, you know, a couple of times. So I said to him the other day, "Do you think I could contact Paulo and Pablo and offer to take them for a surf?" And he goes, "Oh no, mum, that'd be really weird."
0: Oh. <laughs> 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 oh, drawing the line in the sand. Oh yeah. well, it's yeah, it's so great to uh, talk to someone who has such similar kind of experiences with their son, particularly. But yeah, that's awesome. So I guess. Yeah. Um, I guess
1: well, we've covered a lot. I'm just thinking, is there anything? Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, I was going um, oh, to yeah, was gonna ask oh, you. Oh, yeah, go. Oh, there was, was something I wanted to mention actually. Um, so one other really interesting thing I'm finding with surfing is I'm, I'm doing a lot of yoga as well.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Um, and I'm finding that yoga and surfing go really well together. I don't know yeah. if any of, the, any of you guys are doing much yoga.
0: Yeah, but actually, it's um, like a yeah, good combo. <laughs> it's it's
1: it's actually the best combo.
0: Yeah, to be as honest, far as because um, yeah, body awareness and also recovery from surfing. I don't think you can beat yoga,
1: and also flexibility. Right, mm. you know, yoga makes you so much more flexible. Yeah, and if you're doing, um, I do a lot of like upper body yoga, so you're building up all your upper absolutely. body strength. So and it's actually interesting because when I went to that high performance surf um center to do a little tour as the ambassador a while ago. Um Perks you know they've got the a job. big gym. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They've got a big gym and um, you know, pool and everything. And they were yeah. telling me that one of the things they do for the professional surfers is they do heaps of yoga.
0: Yeah, right.
1: As part of the training.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I've been um in into yoga probably for longer than I've been Surfing or seriously surfing anyway. Um, and done kind of regular classes for many years. And now I practice pretty regularly at home. Um, I do find though lately I've been surfing a lot and probably not finding as much time for yoga. And I feel it, like I can feel my flexibility kind of slipping and my muscles are quite sore. Um, but yeah. I would like I always say to my husband, he likes to go get a massage every now and then, but I would prefer. To do half an hour of stretching to getting a massage. I just feel like I get a better result by doing yeah. that. Do you have to choose? Do you have to choose? <laughs> I, I don't like know. getting massage. Maybe not. Let's go both. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I find there's heaps of great stuff online. Um, so yeah, I do a lot of kind of videos online. People are producing surf-specific um, yoga videos now, and some of those really? are really, really good. Um, oh, but kind of that. do, yeah, focus on sort of the upper body strength and um, kind of the, I guess you would say, like a snappy kind of movement of bringing your feet through and things like that that can be really helpful. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, oh, mate, if you're into the yoga, I definitely would recommend that.
1: Okay, no, oh, yeah. that's a great tip. I'll, I'll I'm going to look into that because yeah. in a couple of weeks I'm going up to Chikama again. Oh yeah. Um, Isn't it like, like the world's trip.
0: longest left-hander or something
1: like that? It's the world's longest left-hander. So I haven't actually been I've been there twice already, but the two times I went it was breaking, I mean it was pretty big one time but it's got to be breaking quite big to go all the way, but if it's if it's a big breaking wave that's going all the way across the beach it'll it'll go for two k's
0: yeah that's incredible. so
1: it's a it's a it's a two k left hand break and it's totally consistent right yeah that's one of the fantastic things about surfing in peru it's really consistent surf,
0: right
1: so you pretty much you'll always be able to go out and find There's a good way somewhere. yeah and they've like they don't kind of have you know all the currents and the onshore and offshore and all all of that it's It's just always a pretty consistent swell um and good breaks but that Chikama break I mean you can potentially catch it at the point and and go two kilometers on a wave and if you fall off you just sit there and get the next one that comes through
0: yeah so you just pick it up and surf your way in and then probably walk back yeah you can walk like the locals do that yeah (laughs) we um all the hotels that
1: (laughs) um up there off for a zodiac service so that's what we oh. do so we so um yeah. a zodiac you get a little zodiac you know with um yeah. with a guy that picks you up when you fall off and then they zip you all the way around to the,
2: oh, they wow. you to the yeah we yeah
1: it's yeah yeah, yeah, it's
2: yeah I'll, be, small, I'll be booking the Zodiac. Like
1: <laughs> yeah it's absolutely worth it totally oh, um yeah. oh, i i think you should i think you should you guys should think about um A trip to Peru at some point because there's so many great breaks here.
0: Yeah, I'm totally inspired. Sounds great. So talk to to me about the climate there. Is the water cold? Are you guys in wet Because I thought um, when I was looking at at Peru to find a little bit about it, just to talk to you, I actually thought it was further south from the equator, but I realised I was thinking more of Chile. Um, Yeah. So you guys are pretty north.
1: We are, but it's actually the water's pretty cold because there's a big cold current that comes up from Antarctica yeah, called the hum- right. Humboldt Current that brings yep. up all the fish and everything, which is why. Um, so it's it's. I mean, I surf in a wetsuit. Or in, in the middle of summer, you don't really need a wetsuit. You could. Lots of people don't have one. Or I've just got a short one. Yeah. In summer, but in winter, it's like reasonably cold. I think I surf with a three-two. It's a, probably. You know, that's even. I'd probably prefer something warmer up at Chicama, but I just mm-hmm. wear a rashi underneath. But yeah. so it's um it's kind of reasonably cold, but it's it's beautiful and there's a lot of sea life. You know, there's always fish jumping yeah. out and birds diving and um we see a lot of dolphins, particularly down here around La Isla. Um oh, beautiful, yeah you yep. know, they're they're often swimming around. Um and yeah, the climate is like I said, it's a desert. And then you've got this cold current coming up from Antarctica. So where the yeah. hot air comes off the desert and hits the cold water, it gets very foggy. So a lot of the Peruvian coastline is very foggy. In Lima, we have fog about like nine months of the year. So wow. about nine months a year, you don't see much sun. It's, it's just quite foggy, but it never rains because it's desert. Yeah. So it's a it's a kind of a it's a very unusual climate, but it makes for some absolutely spectacular surf spots. So mm. for example, Chicama, um, if you go and have a look at photos, it's basically just this really rugged desert, you know, meeting the sea. Yeah. And it's um it's it's That's really beautiful. Fun. I mean, yeah. even you know, if you're having a day off surfing, you just go for a big long walk along the coast. Mm. Um it's it's really yeah, it's really really stunning.
2: Yeah, and obviously.
1: I mean Peru's a stunning country. I mean it's got you know the mountains and the andes and then you go down the other side and it's got the amazon amazon it's got the second largest area of amazon after brazil Mm. um so yeah it's um it's a really you know it's It's a country that's got yeah it's a very it is a very special place and it's it's got pretty much everything Mm. it's even got it's even comparable to ours (laughs) Yeah, and the surf it's funny because the surf community here, um, like any surf community, I guess, it's pretty chilled, laid-back, casual. Yeah. Um, you go down to the beach in Lima and like the beaches in Lima are mainly rocks, rocky yeah. beaches. It's kind of a bit hard to get in and out, but you go down there and in the car parks there's all these old bomby VWs yeah. and combis that are like from the 70s all rusted out and you know yeah. covered with surfboards it's it's very cool
0: yeah. um
1: and i like that too because like as a diplomat you know you move in circles and it can be a little bit formal yes and um
0: yes your excellency so I,
1: <laughs> yeah exactly yes can you curtsy when you do that please um <laughs> oh my so, gosh I will I will so, when I meet you in Bali
0: that's happening
1: <laughs> yeah no please do no actually someone once called me your majesty accidentally but um I didn't wow. correct them um <laughs> but but so you go down the beach and it's just completely casual you yeah. know yeah um, it's like
0: an antidote to and, the formality of your work yeah. yeah
1: and yeah. so I I love that yeah. I love that. And, and people are really friendly down there. You know, um, if you get out and you've caught a few good waves, someone will always come up to you and say, ah, oh, you know, bueno hola. That means good wave.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um and so yeah, it's a kind of a nice part of the community. And like I said, the embassy is supporting this this project that looks after um that kind of takes young kids out of you know poorer areas of Peru where there's a lot of drugs and violence and you know they're in difficult family situations or whatever and so it gets these young boys and takes them down and kind of inculcates them this this culture like you know of um you know taking a bit of responsibility for yourself and And looking after yourself and being fit yeah. yeah resilience absolutely and then some of them the ones that are show some talent you know they they kind of progress to become teachers themselves and then they you know so it's um so i i really love um yeah being kind of part of that culture and also being able to kind of support bits of the culture Um, before it before i got here we we also supported sofia milanovic had some social projects as well that Mm -hmm. the embassy supported and it's a really nice point of connection between australia and peru because we both like surfing, and we have totally. big surf yeah. cultures, so it's a really. um
0: And you're like yeah, the flagship woman of that. You're <laughs> like representing. I love it.
1: Well, it's funny because in diplomacy, they always, you know, suggest that you learn to play golf, right? Because they say you know you can do <laughs> yeah, a lot right. of a lot, lot of golf deals course, are done on the
0: golf course. Yep,
1: which is true, and particularly say if you're posted in Asia. But you know what I found here? There's heaps of senior Peruvians. Who loves surfing? Like the former foreign minister here, he's um, he's a big surfer. Yeah, and so I've bonded with all these guys over, mainly guys. I haven't met that many senior women yet. Who? Oh, well, actually, the former vice president and prime minister. Um, I discovered the other day she does. She has a sup, so she does the stand up oh, paddleboard. Yeah, yeah. So we've we've agreed we're going to go out to La Isla together, and she's going to do that, and I'm going to. Surf, but actually I've discovered, well, you can actually, it's a really good way of networking, having the surfing connection here because oh, absolutely. um there's so many, there's so many people that are really into it. And so passionate about it. Surfing. Everybody
0: that surfs loves to talk about it and exactly and go together with friends and exactly. And whenever I post something on my Twitter
1: account that has to do with surfing, you know we always get comments from people and
2: yeah
1: um I did I did an article like you know just it was a bit of a fluff piece really but they wanted to do a profile on you know the Australian ambassador for a magazine and so I said to them oh can we take photos like the photo can we go down the beach and um I had my like work clothes on but I had my board oh that's
0: awesome
1: and, they, and anyway I would I love to so see that people.
0: photo if you can
1: send it to me oh, if you I'll, can I'll, find I'll, it. I'll, I'll actually I'll whatsapp it too after this but yeah it was so funny because like so many people sent me messages afterwards yeah. oh we yeah. saw the article and everything is there any because of the photo with the surfboard yeah
0: because it
1: was something a bit different
0: it is yeah um, absolutely yeah, yeah but, I, got, um, I got really excited when I heard about your story I just thought yeah this is perfect it's such a great story. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, look, it's been great um, chatting to you,
1: and I'm I'm super excited to have met you, Eve, and congratulations on the um, podcast. I think it's great. Oh, um, awesome! Thank you so much. I'm um, uh, you know, I think you're doing a fantastic job, and it and it's such a great idea as well to be doing this. Um, Thank you. To be kind of like encouraging more women to get into yeah. surfing and and kind of building up some conversations around around this yeah um yeah I think it's fantastic and um yeah I'll I'll look forward to you know maybe sharing the podcast on my social media at some point
0: that'd be great oh gosh I'm just so (laughs) um yeah so grateful to you obviously like a high profile person but um just really grateful to you for making some time to have a chat and um I'm, I couldn't be happier for you that you caught that amazing wave today um, and I really yeah. look forward to seeing, um, normally I do like a bit more of a chat about your progression but I think we've covered that with getting to that break. What was the name of that break, your big goal, long-term? Oh, Era dura, Yeah. Edadura so um,
1: progression. Yeah, because yeah. I was listening to your earlier podcast and I'm definitely more at the early stages of the yeah. surfing journey than other people that you've, other tickers that you've spoken to so far. Yeah, but that's actually why it's so great to have the podcast to oh, hear about babe, people that are exactly, a bit further along, yeah, and yeah. you know, to realize, oh yeah, actually, I need to learn to do that kind of turn at the bottom of the drop and put my foot oh, further absolutely. back on the board. And you know, you were having that conversation the other day, and then I, I went and asked my teacher about it, and he said, oh yeah, yeah, you know, so
0: yeah, it's we're all helping kind of me just also figuring it out together, which. I'm just really happy about um and because I think as women we can we just we do have that skill of conversation of kind of analyzing and breaking things down a bit more um and so I, I I just get so much out of talking to people like you and um also yeah the other ladies that I've chatted to and I'm and I'm just looking forward to chatting to more people because it's really all about me getting advice for myself as well so yeah it's been such yep. a nice thing to do
1: yeah, no, and thank you so much for the invitation and if you if you want to chat to, um, you know, if you want to broaden it out at any stage to, you know, chat to a Peruvian um, woman who's yeah. surfing, uh, um, you know, find some good contacts there as well.
0: Yeah, awesome. I really appreciate it. That's so great. So, yeah, thank you so much for your time and sharing your story. It's just going to be such an interesting listen for some of us back here in Australia. Um, I guess I want to wish you all the best with your work. I know there will be a lot of grateful Australians back home thanks to the work that you've done at the embassy there in Peru. Um, and, yeah, wish you all the best with the pandemic. I know it's firing up again back here at the moment and you guys are still. Yeah, seen Yeah, you guys are still yes. deep in it. Um, so, yeah, thanks. Yeah, no, thank you. And I'll, I'll really look forward to um, having a surf
1: with you guys when I'm back. Oh, That is going to be a really Um, fun day. (laughs) Yeah, I'm planning to take a bit of time off next year and I'll be living down the coast for a little while, I think. So
0: um, I'll be up
1: for lots of surfs.
0: Yeah, surfs and a coffee and, yeah, I'm rallying a little surf girl army down here and we'll add you to our chat it'll be on. (laughs) Fantastic. Great.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I, I really, really enjoyed that chat. That was it yeah. was great fun and congratulations yes. once again.